Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We wake up every day saying, how can we make this show better than the day before? Because we're lead pipe wielding professionals. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Show. What? Hello? Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. But if he does this and he plays, there's no other way to put it other than, oh my God, Tiger Woods. Tiger, 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 Tiger Woods, Joe. All right, be careful. I don't want to slap anybody. Today's guests, ESPN college basketball analyst, Jay Billis, Mississippi quarterback, Matt Corral, former NFL executive Joe Banner, New York Post columnist Ian O'Connor, and now it's yes. Rich Eisen. Yes, yes is the only word. Yes. Come on the air and say yes. yes. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We say hello to our NBC Sports on Peacock audience. We say hello to our Sirius XM listening audience, NBC Sports Audio Channel 85. We say hello to the Rich Eisen Show, Terrestrial Radio Network from coast to coast. Odyssey, who listens to Anybody who wants to listen to us on Odyssey, you can. Um, and there's our YouTube page. For anything that you missed, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. We say hello to our podcast listenership that grows by the day, where all podcasts can be acquired on the Cumulus Podcast Network. Hello, Christopher Brockman. Hello, Rich. What is up, Jay Felly? How hey. are you, Jay Felly? I'm well. How TJ are you? Jefferson's lighting a candle. Lighting feel, the candle. I feel at this point, Rich, I need my own line of candles. You know what? You know, it just seems <laughs> like let's work on it. Seems like a natural thing. No, let's work on it. Let's and work I think on that it. It's time. Let's it's, let's work on it. Let's, let's, let's work on it. Yeah, we can. Much, I just much like candle time. Much like my T-shirt. It's Vader time. Okay. I say let's work on this. Okay. Rich. Yes. We'll, Synergy. There's many different ways to go with this conversation. <laughs> so we'll just put a pin we'll in it. Put a pin on it. Move away. <laughs> because there's breaking news. Oh, and yes. there's lots of news going on this week. Um, let's start with the NCAA tournament last night, shall we? Let's start with the finale. What a stupendous basketball tournament that was. Let's let's just talk about how terrific that was. Um, How uh, we saw Cinderella. We saw the first 15 seed to make an Elite Eight. And then we saw a 15-point halftime lead in the national championship game evaporate. Wow. And in between, the team that blew that halftime lead... Ended Coach K's tenure in college basketball in North Carolina and Duke, one of the most famed rivalries in the history of sport. If not the most. Um, having its first ever win or go home, do or die game for all of our viewing pleasure in the Final Four. And then all of the other, if you will, shining moments. <laughs> and Kansas wins it all. The one seed wins it all. The one, only one seed to make the final four wins it all. And they come back from 16 points down, as a matter of fact. 38 to 22 this game was after North Carolina fell down by seven. Kansas fell and could not get up. And it was all Carolina blue. And they took a 15-point lead at halftime. And I just simply do not know what was fed to the Kansas Jayhawks at halftime, either verbally or, you know, literally. I don't know what the, the <laughs> halftime meal was. I, I have no idea what Bill Self, whatever Bill Self was selling, that was bought. Hook, line, sinker, 100%. They came out, Kansas, with a clear different level of energy in the second half of that game. Defensively, yeah. more than even on offense, defensively, they just shut it all down. They shut down Love, and they shut down Baycott, and they shut down Manic. They shut down all of it. And 
Kansas made its shots and executed better, took more jabs back from North Carolina, turned it over with four seconds to go. Like what? Had the ball, and all they needed to do is just get to the free throw line, and they couldn't even avoid stepping on the sideline. What was that? Could you imagine losing a game like that? Twice stepped on the sideline. But they defended, and they made their shots. And they also were the better team at the very end of the day. And I think, to me, you know, so much is made of Brown's game and Remy Martin making huge shots, man. Ooh, big time threes. And how about that line from Raftery, who was at the top of his game with Grant Hill and Nance last night? And when he hit one late, he goes, it's great to have Remy late in the evening, a little Remy late in the <laughs> evening. I was just, I love that, man. That was amazing. I just love Bill Raftery, too. And just um, put it all together, and I think it comes down to this. North Carolina's in- inability. Uh, they, they just couldn't get it done. Inability to get David McCormick picking up his fourth foul in the second half of that game. He had three fouls coming out of halftime. Big man down low for Kansas. They could not get a fourth on him. Now, you could say the ref stunk or what have you, um, and this may have something to do with Armando Baycott finally, finally withering away with his ankle injury that knocked him briefly out of the game against Duke on Saturday night and his ankle finally giving way on what appeared to be a loose floorboard, by the way. That was really bizarre. Okay. And he finally just, you know, couldn't go, had to leave the game. But I just don't know. He was not active. He wasn't as active. At some points, even Raftery and Grant Hill were pointing out he wasn't even moving around on offense. Couldn't get McCormick to pick up that fourth foul until less than five minutes to go. Could you imagine if... That fourth foul had come with 15 minutes to go. Could have blunted that comeback. And with five minutes to go, that fourth foul isn't as significant, obviously. And who scored the last two field goals for Kansas to give them the lead and the comfortable win? I mean, the comfortable margin, I guess, that became more uncomfortable with that turnover with four seconds to go. But McCormick, I think that's what it comes down to. But Kansas got it done. Congratulations to the Jayhawks. And um, it's amazing that they used, the NCAA used the trophy ceremony to announce the Jayhawks are moving from Manhattan to Kansas City. That is a remarkable (laughs) moment to make that announcement. Timing is everything, Rich. Holy cow, Mark Emmert. Show me you stink at your job Without saying you stink at your job. Did you hear the, some crowd boo when he said Kansas that? Kansas City Jayhawks. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Show the whole country you stink without saying the words. You know what? I stink at my job. <laughs> Kansas City Jayhawks. Where does that even come from? Missouri. Well, yeah. <laughs> or Kansas. 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 Little known. <laughs> bit of both but i mean where does that how is that even in his head this is like this is the winningest program in the history of the sport fog allen i mean they created the damn sport (laughs) you created basketball bro (laughs) oh my god kansas is lawrence oh they say my god Thank you. I screwed it up. I stink at my job too sometimes. Yeah, I've got I've got I've got Stone Street on the brain. My bad. Thank you for that. I got Stone Street on the brain because my son is starting to watch Modern Family. Oh. At any rate, I stink too. Sometimes. Not all the time. Not as much as Mark Emmert, though. He stinks. At any rate, um, we'll talk about it with Jay Billis. We'll talk about it with Jay Billis shortly here on the Rich Eisen Show. And um, 
comebacks, rich. comebacks, comebacks. Hold on a minute, comebacks. So we're we just talked about the comeback that Jim Nance called mm-hmm. on uh, TN TBS. Yes. Um, Fifteen point comeback at halftime. Sixteen points overall. Largest deficit ever overcome in a national title game. Kansas has got that. And I guess if you want to come back from something, just be around Jim Nance this week. Because <laughs> there is about to be a comeback for the ages attempted at Augusta National that uh, makes Kansas's comeback seem like a little stroll in the park. <laughs> Tiger Woods, y'all. Tiger Woods. Y'all, how about this? Tiger Woods, y'all, he is coming back to the first tee at Augusta, and there's nothing ceremonial about it. We first talked about it last week with our friend Scott Van Pelt, who'll be sitting in Butler Cabin. He might actually be there right now and for the worldwide leader. And I'm like, is this you know, possible? And his answer was essentially, it's not nothing. He's here and it's going to, he's going to try. A couple days later, <clears throat> Tiger with Justin Thomas and his son, Charlie, show up at Augusta National. And then he's back at Augusta National over the weekend. And you start to see videos and photographs And every single time I'm seeing it from either his practice round Sunday, which we talked about Monday, and then his practice round Monday, which we're talking about now here on Tuesday. Every single time I saw these photographs, I'm thinking this has to be from like five years ago, three years ago, four years ago, 10 years ago, because of two things. One, he looks like he hasn't aged a day. He looks rock solid. He looks like the Tiger Woods that we all know, y'all. And I have to look it up. Like, is this from today? Because there's also crowd, or pardon me, patrons everywhere. Patrons everywhere. I mean, we're showing a shot on Peacock radio audience that this looks like it's the Masters... On a Friday or Saturday, name a day that's not Sunday because he's not wearing red. And it looks like the real thing. And I can't believe it's happening. And I love that it's happening. And it's amazing that this is happening. And I'm so excited that we get to see all of this because I don't think he would be front and center like this if he thought this wasn't going to happen. I really believe it. Like, I usually ask questions on this show that I think I know the answer to or I know I already know the answer to. He wouldn't be out there if he didn't think he could try and get it done. I don't think. In front of people. And then sure enough, his media availability, Chris, that you had mentioned on yesterday's show was today. It went down, and he confirmed it. He gave us the as of now, but I'm going to ignore the as of now, (laughs) is what he said. Well, as of right now, I feel like I am going to play as of right now. Um, I'm going to play nine more holes tomorrow. Um, uh, My recovery has been good. I've been very excited about how I've recovered each and every day, and that's been... The, the the challenge. That's why I came up here and, and tested out for 27 holes because we, we played the par three course. Charlie couldn't help himself, um, so was able to play uh, 27 holes that day um, and at home testing it. But it's the recovery. You know how how am I going to get all the you know, swelling out and recover for the next day? And uh, my team has been fantastic and worked very hard. Um, so we've got another day of nine more holes, and uh, then come game time. <laughs> oh, baby! Now, yeah. he may <laughs> look like he's ready to play, and this may look like it's the real thing, but we all know Tiger Woods, what separates him 
is the muscle in between the temples, this sharp diamond, and then that heart that beats inside. Has it gone soft? Is he doing this just ceremonially, which is totally against type? Mm-mm. Roll tape. Do you think you can win the Masters this week? I do. And what have you seen in your preparation that leads you to believe that? Well, I can, I can hit it just fine. And I, I, I don't have any qualms about what I can do physically from a golf standpoint. It's now walking is the hard part. You know, this is normally not an easy walk to begin with. Um, uh, now, given the, the conditions that, you know, my leg is in, it gets a little bit more, more difficult. And, you know, that's, uh, you know, 72 holes is uh, it's a long road. And uh, it's going to be a, a tough challenge and a challenge that I'm, I'm up for. Do you think you can win the Masters? I do. Most exciting I do I have heard since the one from my wife 19 years ago. <laughs> yeah, baby. Let's go. Let's go. LFG. Come on. TW. Come on. I'm in. Rich Eisen. Oh, that's Susie Eisen. Thank you, Charles. <laughs> Tiger played with Fred Couples yesterday and JT. They asked Fred about how he looked. Said he no sign of injury and his driver was, quote, a machine. He will tee off at 1034 yeah. Eastern time on Thursday. <laughs> okay. So Which, I'm not doing any work on Thursday. No, 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 no. We'll prep. We can prep. We can prep. We'll come on the air at noontime on Thursday and talk about what Tiger looks like first round throughout the, the entire program. We're good. We got you. We could do this. We I mean, can multitask. Because physically look, be here. If Tiger can come back from what he's coming back from, in all seriousness, yeah. folks, just to remind everybody, how out of control this truly is, figuratively. February 23rd, 2021, just uh, as the, the crow flies about two, three miles from this studio, Tiger Woods went 75 miles an hour off the road and hit a tree. Fractures, open fractures to his tibia and fibula. That means the, the bones pierced the skin. His right leg needed screws and pins in his foot and ankle and a rod in his tibia and fibula to actually get him through the day with his leg staying on his body. I cannot stress this enough. They removed the covering of his muscles to relieve pressure. Tiger Woods said last fall it was 50-50 on whether his leg would be saved on February 23rd, 2021, April 5th, 2022. He's saying he's playing in the Masters and he can win it. And I can't believe it, but I believe him. I believe him. I believe and in him. I believe in him. I believe him. I can't wait to see it. It is a true gift to all of us that he is doing this. And I don't know how he's pulling it off. I don't know how. But he's saying basically golf, I can hit it. It's just walking. That's the problem. Here we go. Here we go. Let's go. Buckle up. Buckle up. We are all the way in. Ian O'Connor, who's been covering Tiger forever and a day. It's the 25th anniversary of his first win at Augusta. He's also written the book on Coach K, so we'll close the book figuratively on that with Ian O'Connor in hour number three. And then we turn our attention to hour two of the NFL draft. Matt Corral, one of the top quarterback prospects on the board. He will call into the program. And then Joe Banner, longtime executive in this league, general manager of the Eagles, Talking about the Eagles pulling another trade in the draft. A huge trade yesterday that left everyone going, huh? The Saints using a pick in next year's draft 
to trade into this year's first round draft to give them two choices in the first round and Philadelphia giving them one of the three they already had in the first round for a one and a two next year. And everyone's like, what is this for? Last year when the Niners moved up, it's just like, we get it. You're trying to get a quarterback. What is this for? I've got two cents on that. I'll hit you with that at the end of this hour. Before we turn to football. What a day. When we come back, Jay Billis to break down what went down last night and what went down in one of the great tournaments that we have seen in recent memory in men's basketball. That's next right here on this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show Terrestrial Radio Outfit. Love this man, love his work. Can't wait to hear what he's got to say about the NCAA tournament that just concluded. He is from the worldwide leader in sports. Been there forever and a day so far long ago that uh, I've worked with him there many, 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 many times. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line, the great Jay Billis. How are you, Jay? I am doing great, Rich. How are you? I'm doing fine. Uh, I'm hanging in there, man. What a tournament, right? I mean, it was just terrific. What, what leaps out at you from the tournament writ large? Jay Just how it was it was probably the most unpredictable tournament that I can recall. Maybe there has been one or two. Um, it, the only thing that was predictable is that you had sort of the big shots advance to the second weekend, but but the the little guy that advanced was so little it it sort of upended everything and took all the air out of the room with that story being St. Peter's. So. You had a 15 seed that made it to the Elite Eight for the first time ever. But outside of St. Peter's, the rest of the the Sweet 16 was uh, 13 um, major conference teams, Gonzaga and Houston, both of whom were in the Final Four last year and could hardly be called Cinderella's. So it was, um, while it was volatile, uh, you know, having North Carolina make it to the championship game and, and, uh, you know, an upset of a number one. you know, in the second round, and then an upset of a number one in the Sweet 16 and all that. We only had one number one seed make it through the Final Four. It was one number one, two number twos, and North Carolina as a number, as a number eight. Um, it was unpredictable, but predictable in the, uh, in the way that we had a ton of big shots that were the uh, sort of the unpredictable ones. Like when, the, when double-digit seeds that advanced to the Sweet 16 or, you know, Michigan – and Iowa State uh, and and teams like that, 
Um, I don't, I don't call them, you know, the little engine that could. So it was, it was somewhat predictable in that fashion. And then Kansas coming back last night. What, what, what did Bill Self say to that team at halftime? Do you think what, what adjustments did they make? Jay? Yeah, I, I think they just talked about it being a long game and they hadn't played well and they didn't make, um, North Carolina feel them defensively. So they were much more physical in the second half. Uh, they guarded the ball much better. Uh, thought Dewan Harris, their point guard, their their best perimeter defender, was much more active, pressuring the ball, and they got some steals. And they really forced uh, North Carolina. Uh, they took away their pace, and so their offense became a little bit more one dimensional. Uh, they had to make individual plays, and they wound up taking some questionable jump shots instead of attacking uh, the paint. Uh, whether it's off the dribble or off the pass. And, and, you know, they have some foul issues. I mean, Leaky Black got in foul trouble. That took him off Ochai Abaji. And, uh, but th- they just got some better better performances, one defensively, and then they did a better job on the glass. Uh, even though they got out-rebounded pretty badly, um, they didn't give up as many. In the first half, they got out-rebounded, I think, by nine, and they gave up eight offensive rebounds. But uh, North Carolina scored 18 points off those, so they converted on everything. In the second half, Carolina got some offensive rebounds, but uh, but they weren't able to convert on them uh, just because uh, Kansas was so much tougher and converged to the ball and and did a way better job defensively. And their attack was more concerted to get it inside. And you know they posted Christian Brown, they got the ball to David McCormick, and then Remy Martin came off the bench and knocked down uh, several threes. Like he he had eleven points if I remember right in the second half to have fourteen overall. He banked one in in the first half for, for his only three. Uh, but they were just better, and they held Carolina to, to 27% in the second half, and they ate into that lead pretty quickly and put a lot of game pressure on Carolina. And they never, you know, they couldn't really respond. And uh, uh, so, you know, I thought Kansas was, you know, the better team, but Carolina had been playing so well. They, they clearly could have won that game no matter what. Uh, but, uh, you know, having Baycott compromised, you know, Baycott had that, that bum ankle and still had uh, – 15 points, 15 rebounds. Um, yeah, he's but, just had an extraordinary year. Unbelievable. I mean, he had the second most rebounds in the history of the NCAA tournament. He was he was spectacular. And was that a loose floorboard that got him last night, Jay? I saw that. I, I saw that, Rich, on social media, and I couldn't really tell right. uh, what that was. Uh, I mean, he, you know, his ankle was screwed up anyway, so right. that could have been a contributing factor. It could have been the whole thing. Uh, and, you know, who knows? I don't know whether it's some optical illusion, but I can't imagine there was a loose floorboard. But if there was, uh, that's something that they need to take into account and remedy. But uh, I hope it wasn't that. But it, it, it was hard for me to tell. Like, I, you know, when, when, when I saw that on social media, you know, loose floorboard, how could the NCAA do this? Uh, like, kind of, I, I couldn't believe it. And I just couldn't see it well enough to know if there's any truth to it. And then uh, I could say, where where's Kansas go from here? But it's Kansas City, Jay, right? I heard yeah, that one. That, right, that's where they go that next. Was a beauty. That was a beauty. Uh, <laughs> you know, obviously Emmer Emmer just misspoke, but uh, yes. but yes. given the job he's done, that 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 didn't help his uh, the public perception of him as a competent professional. Well put, Jay Billis here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. So are you, because of the nature of your profession and how you play it straight and you just play it right down the middle, are you uh, above the Duke-Carolina fray? Do you get the texts from Carolina people on a night like Saturday night or or you're just uh, you're out of that mix because you've been sort of impartial? for as long as you've been. Overall, I think I am above the fray, honestly. Like, I really don't care who wins these games. That's up to the participants. And I know so many people there at Carolina, and and I count Hubert Davis among my most valued friends. So when that game was, it was a really interesting feeling for me. I was doing the game for ESPN. I was doing all the games for ESPN International, which uh, my NIL deals in Sweden have skyrocketed. It's really fantastic. but but when the buzzer went off, I was I was so happy for Hubert and uh, and and those Carolina players like Duke and Carolina recruit the same guys. It's not like they're you know they're foreign to one another as far as you know they're different people or anything. You know, the fans can go crazy all they want to, and they they should crow and use this as a trump card because the Duke people would have done the same thing. But uh, but then the contrast of of having Coach K's last game and watching him walk off the floor. Mm. Um, and I, look, I've said this. I mean, I, I didn't. I wasn't sad about it. 
uh, about it being the end for Coach K because I get it. He's 75 years old. It's, it's time for him to, to move to the next stage of his life. But, but it was poignant, and, and I did have this overwhelming feeling of gratitude. And obviously, on a personal level, having known him since I was 17 and all the things that, that he's done for me and, and what my life has, is because of him, but also for, you know, just as a, uh, somebody who loves basketball, that, you know, whether it's when Nick Saban leaves or uh, when Bear Bryant retired or when John Wooden retired, you know, you have a, a, an appreciation for what he's meant to the game. And, uh, you know, I think, Rich, we're all kind of guys our age are all kind of fortunate. You know, we, we lived through Jack Nicholas and Tiger Woods. And we lived through uh, Kareem, Magic, Bird, Jordan, and LeBron and Durant. Um, and, and we've lived through uh, Dean Smith and Coach K and, for me, John Wooden when I was a kid. Mm. Um, and now the, the younger guys, that like Jay Wright, that are, that are you know, taking the baton over, um, it's really been kind of an extraordinary time, uh, at least for our lifetimes, to, to have, like, you know, I'm 58, and Coach K has been at Duke for 42 years. Um, and, and my, you know, my whole adult life has been, you know, my relationship with, with the school is way better because he stayed there. And I, I, I really believe this, that my relationship with my former teammates and the guys who, who have played there is way stronger because we all played for the same coach. There's a commonality there that, uh, that, that most players don't, uh, get to experience. And, uh, you know, the guys at Syracuse have, but, but very few others have had that kind of common experience that they share. How do you think, Jay, I don't know if you've spoken to him yet, how do you think the way it ended is going to sit with Coach K? Jay? You know, the same, I, I, I don't know if it'll be magnified because it's the last time or magnified because it was North Carolina versus another, you know, if Michigan State has knocked him out or Texas Tech or something. You know, I think every year when when they lose, um, just like for every every coach, every team, there's a there's a down period where you you know you you have hey, what if I'd done this or that one really hurt. Um, this one has a little bit more. They have it has more layers to it. So I don't I don't really know the answer to that. I haven't spoken to him yet. Um, you know, I sent him a. Uh, I talked to Danny Ferry about this. We had dinner the other night, and I said, are "You gonna you gonna call him?" Because uh, I'm thinking about should I call? Because I don't want to bother him. Right. But Danny said, "No, I'm I'm gonna send him a note." And I I had actually just done that. I sent him a sent him a letter. But uh, but I'll I'll catch up with him in the next next several days, just to you know sort of uh, debrief the whole thing and and uh, and let him know you know the feeling when when he was walking off and uh, and see what he has to say. But. It's, it's just sort of a weird, it's kind of a weird time. Like, it, 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 he didn't just announce that he was leaving. Otherwise, I would have I would have called and been there and all that stuff. It's been a year-long process. So we've had a lot lot longer to wrap our heads around this one. So it's a little bit of a different, you know, different than the, the normal retirement of an icon, you know, a Mount Rushmore type. Well, I, I mean, I'll ask it anyway. I know the answer to it, but I'll ask it anyway, since there are many who are wondering the way that it ended is something that Coach K uh, won't be able to countenance to the point where he'll say, you know what, I want to do one more year and tell John Shire you you got this uh, a year from now. Do you think there's any chance of that happening? Zero. Yeah, zero. Uh, But if he does it, I hope he does it. Um, if he does come back, I hope he does it on one of Tom Brady's most important days. Because Brady announced he was coming back during the bracket reveal of Selection Sunday. And uh, and so I I think Coach Day should time it to to one of Brady's most important moments and, uh, and do that. (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, you know, Tom. Tom had to get it out there because you know free agency was about to begin. He couldn't lose anybody. You know what I mean? Like, so you're saying he should have just waited till the all the regions were announced or something like that, right? You know, I'm sure that's what Brady's going to say that that it had to do more with free agent signings and making sure that Tampa Bay was was as competitive as possible, uh, so that that he could come back to the best possible team. I'm sure that's going to be the narrative, Rich. But the truth is. As a helmet-wearing, uh, you know, purveyor yes. of that sadistic ground acquisition game that is nothing more than a crypto-fascist metaphor for war, uh, that was just about that was just about demeaning the round ball game that is that is far more beautiful uh, than, than than football. Uh, that, that's all that was, and and let's just be honest about it. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, I, I think you're being honest about it. If you use the word crypto fascist in relation, you know, to the conversation, Jay, I didn't think you were mentioning well, it is, anything. It is just a war. It is just a metaphor for war. Uh, you know, they talk about uh, mm. it's, a, it's a ground acquisition game. That's all it is. And they talk about throwing the bomb. and It's very militaristic. And basketball is a game of balletic movement. Mm. Uh, you know, we don't have committee meetings between each play. Uh, you have to play offense and defense uh, without a break. Um, and, and, you know, they're, 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 look, football is a great game. Uh, and it's certainly a wonderful distraction uh, while, while basketball is on its hiatus. But, uh, but let, let's be honest, it is not the same type of, the same type of wonderful, beautiful game that, uh, that is the second most popular game in the world, while football happens to be popular here, mm. but, uh, but nowhere else on the planet. I like your agenda, Jay, that you've brought to the table here today. I really, you know, I, I admire it. I very, very much. It's just do. objective honesty, Rich. It's not an agenda. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a truth teller. <laughs> oh my God, Jay Billis here uh, on the Rich Eisen show. You have caused me to, uh, to actually um, <clears throat> need to clear my throat. Um, so before I let you go, um, what, what, what did you make of North Carolina's run at the v- very end of the day? Jay Billis and how that what that means for the program writ large with Hubert Davis. You know, it was a great example, Rich, of several things. But but one for for any team that your record and the analytics of your performance during the season can tell you what you've accomplished, but it doesn't necessarily tell you or tell others what you're capable of doing. Yes. And Hubert Davis had this unshakable belief in their ability to accomplish something great, and even when they were struggling. Uh, still believe that they were a championship caliber team, and and I can tell you that among the basketball community, he was he was a, a, a gang of one in that, and uh, I'm sure his players believed him in telling him that, but but nobody outside the program believed that in January or early February, but but also like Hubert Davis to me, and I, and I got the chance to work with him uh, closely for seven years when he was with the, with ESPN, we worked together on College Game Day and, and other things. And and honestly, Rich, I don't know a better person that, than mm. than Hubert Davis. Uh, he is he, he's a great example that you can be a a nice, um, empathetic, thoughtful person in in every way and be a cutthroat competitor. Uh, when it's time to compete, and those two things aren't mutually exclusive. Uh, he, he's he's all class all the time, and uh, and you know I, I was so happy for him. And he said one thing that you know we do these interviews like on Sunday. You sit both the the championship game coaches down, and and I I'd asked him about um, you know Roy Williams and being at all the games and all that. And he says you know I haven't really really been able to watch Coach Williams uh, on this ride. He says but I have been watching my family. And he talked about his, his kids didn't see him play in the NBA. And, and they get to see him now uh, accomplish something like this. And he's really enjoyed that, enjoyed having his family along for this ride. And, and it, of all the things that, that I admire about Hubert, and I said this about him in the first couple of years we worked together, he's the best father I have ever seen. And it's not close. Um, uh, he puts, you know, all of us that think we're, we're decent dads, are put to shame by Hubert Davis, best dad in, in, in history. It's, it's absurd how good of a dad he is. I just took my best dad ever sign off my desk. That's why my guys are laughing. Yeah, send it, send it to Chapel Hill because, uh, you know, second best dad, I'll, I'll, I'll feed that to you, but, but Hubert is taking best dad. That's great. Before I let you go, Jay, uh, which player will, will make the biggest impact in the NBA? Which one did we just see in this tournament that you might be talking about come uh, draft night um, in a couple months or, or the following seasons in the association? Yeah, I think the, the top three in the draft are going to be Chet Holgren of Gonzaga, Jabari Smith of Auburn, and Paolo Bancaro of, uh, of Duke. Hmm. Uh, they're, they're the youngest, and that seems to be the way the game has gone, is, is who has the highest ceiling for the future. Uh, but those three guys are extraordinary talents, and it's, it's going to be basically what do you like the best because all of them make a pretty good case for number one. But this, it's a pretty deep draft class. You know, Jaden Ivey of Purdue is, is fantastic. Uh, it, it's, not a, it's not a draft of, of point guards as much as it is wings and, and frontcourt players. 
but uh, but there's a ton of talent in this draft, and and if it were me right now, I'd probably go with Jabari Smith of uh, of Auburn. He's the the closest thing offensively to uh, to Durant. And he's not Durant, but he's the closest thing with with his ability to score and shoot it. Uh, he, he's going to have a great NBA career if he stays healthy. And then the first person to see Holmgren when he's uh, in the in the NBA isn't his head coach; it's the strength coach, right? I mean, isn't that the first guy he'll he'll have to be introduced to? In the NBA? Yeah, he'll have to get stronger. I don't think his body is going to carry a ton of weight. He, he's always going to be going to be lanky and thin. But right. uh, but with his ability to block shots, like, it, it's hard for offensive players to get into his body. There are things that that right now you can do against him, but um, but because of his talent level, his ability to rebound and, and handle it, block shots, and uh, shoot threes, and all that, he's uh, he's in a lot of ways built for the NBA, but his body does give you a little bit of pause. You just don't see guys built like that very often. He's kind of a Porzingis-type body. Uh, And there were a lot of questions about Porzingis. Uh, Would he be able to handle the pounding of the NBA? And so there there are a lot of of old-school guys in the NBA that, that, you know, his, his body style gives him a little bit of pause and it does for me too you just don't see it very often jay really appreciate all the times you've called in uh every single time you're uh you make me smarter uh and laugh and um i appreciate it my friend uh next time here in person out in southern california let's do it Uh, i'll be there in july and i'd love to come in i'd love it thanks again jay appreciate it we'll chat again soon See you, brother. You Thank bet. you. That's Jay Billis, the great Jay Billis here on the Rich Eisen Show. Didn't see the answer to that Coach K uh, question <laughs> being a broadside in Brady's direction. Wow. <laughs> crypto fascist. Let's take a break and speak about that crypto fascist league. <laughs> How's that for a tease? Uh, I've got uh, my two cents on what the hell the Saints were thinking trying to trade up uh, into this year's first round for a sec uh, to give them two picks and what the Eagles might be thinking about, and where I, I would be placing the eggs in, uh, in that Philadelphia basket. All of that coming up next right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side, helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature, quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Every golf equipment company claims to be longer off the tee, but Callaway's new Rogue ST driver is the only one built to completely bomb it. You're going to see you're going to see uh, quite a few big-time hitters use this stick at Augusta this week. Every Rogue ST is engineered with a new tungsten speed cartridge, which gives you more speed on off-center hits and provides more forgiveness thanks to high MOI. But that's just really the beginning because Callaway has engineered a Rogue ST for every player. Again, you're going to see it at Augusta National, but I use one. And I can tell the difference. It is so amazing. 
It is, uh, I use the Max. It's an incredible combination of distance and forgiveness. There's also the Max D, their dedicated draw model for players who need a little bit more shot shape correction. If you need something more low spin, there's the Max LS. But for the true players out there, the Rogue ST Triple Diamond LS, that's compact, low spin head that the tour players absolutely adore. Callaway's thought through every speed of as- uh, aspect of speed, so all you've got to do is go rogue. Find your Rogue ST driver at callawaygolf.com slash go rogue. So uh, every year there's a, a big trade. Usually it happens during the draft, um, and I'm talking about the NFL draft. Last year it was the 49ers making a huge move up the uh, draft board uh, with the Dolphins to go wind up as the uh, third overall team in the draft because they liked a kid that was most likely not named Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson because that's who everybody thought the Jaguars and Jets were going to take. And so when you see a big move, when you when you when somebody uses first round capital from the next year's draft to trade up into a draft that is yet to take place weeks in advance, those mean one or two things. One, they've already moved into a spot to get a quarterback or two, they are amassing enough capital to go get a quarterback. So when the Saints made the move yesterday to use draft capital in next year's draft and flip a one and also um, a two in future draft capital and flip it to the Eagles, a first-rounder next year, a two in 2024, and then a third and a seven this year, too, just to go get the 16th overall pick in the draft and a six-round pick this year, you're like, what are the Saints doing? What are they doing? That's a lot of draft capital this year, next, and the year after to go get into this year's draft. And the only answer for this I could think is they're going to use these two picks to get up into the higher part of the first round to go get a quarterback. Otherwise, it kind of really doesn't make any sense. I know it's a very deep draft. It's a very deep draft in the first round at pass rushers, wide receivers, defenders uh, on the back end, if you're in the top 10 that you like a lot, right? or a couple of offensive linemen at the top of the draft. Yep. But you don't use draft capital like a one next year and a two two years from now to get in the first round this year and get alignment. You just that's just that doesn't happen. You go get the quarterback you want. Now, part of it may be you're sitting there at sixteen, you feel Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis or our next hour guest, Matt Corral, could drop there. And it's a much better shot for you to get there at sixteen than nineteen. That doesn't make sense either because you could just use a lot less draft capital from 19 to go get that guy if he falls. Why go and hop into the middle of this first round? Why do that? If you're not going to trade those two together and go get the quarterback you want and have the firepower to move up because you're not going to be able... I guess you could use a one next year and a two after that with your one this year to get up there. That's possible, too. It's a bit of a head-scratcher, not going to lie. But the question is, is who would it be and where would they wind up? Let's just say it's Pickett. Why not? Because you, Chris Brockman, told TJ Jefferson back in, like, January, right? Yeah, Right around the the first of the year, turning. Kenny Pickett's going to be a top-five pick. And even uh, though he's Mr. Keystone State, Mr. Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. Mr. East thing. Coast, even though he's from the center of the state. Oh, I watch your Okay, mouth, all right. <laughs> he, he even said, I'll take that action from you. Mm, that did. Kenny Pickett's not going to be a top five pick. Yeah, I just like money rich. Now, let's just <laughs> yeah. say, where would the Saints go move up to? Well, you look at the draft order, mm-hmm. and you see the Carolina Panthers sitting there at six. And they don't have a draft choice in this year's draft currently. After that first round draft, sixth overall pick. Their next one after that, it's a Lulu. Smoke him if you got him. We'll see a Saturday, fourth round pick. So they could go get a pass protector. Sure. But if they like one of these quarterbacks, fall in love with one of these quarterbacks, could be a kid from Liberty, whose head coach Hugh Freeze will be joining us on tomorrow's program. Could be that kid. 
because you're not trading back into this year's first round, most likely. So maybe it's Pickett. Where do you go? I'm hearing Giants won't trade out of the fifth overall selection. They'd be interested in doing that because they already have one at seven. With those two first-round selections that they now have for the Saints and a little bit more, maybe go right up there to five and take Kenny Pickett and have Brockman win his wager after all of this. It's entirely possible. I mean, why would they do that? I don't know. Why would they make this trade yesterday? Capital. Lots of moving parts, to say the least. We'll talk about it next hour with Joe Banner. But lots of moving parts. And then the Eagles. What are the Eagles up to? Well, they already had three, right? They already had three first-round picks. So this is kind of no skin off their nose. They're already, they still have the 15th overall selection. And they still have the uh, 18th, 18th overall selection, which they got, by the way, from the Saints. And so... Put it all together, they still have two first-round draft choices in this year's draft. Now they've got two next year. So once again, Jalen Hurts will have to take the field in Philadelphia. Second straight year where the Eagles are like, job's yours, kid. Let's see what you got. (laughs) But hanging over it, is the ultimate edge of first-round selections multiple in the next year's draft for them to put together and go get the kid they want. Unless, of course, there's a team sitting at the very top who loves the same kid and has earned that spot to sit at the very top because it was a very long 2022. And it doesn't matter how much Howie Roseman's putting together. He could put together the Godfather offer, I guess, but... And part of that would be these choices. And I'm sure the Saints are hoping that uh, the choice they just coughed up in next year's draft isn't all that good. But for the second straight year, Jalen Hurts is going to have to operate. This Last year, he operated under the fact that they had potentially three first-rounders. Mm-hmm. And Deshaun Watson was sitting out there, and they could use all those first-rounders to go get Watson if he became clear to be acquired. That's now out of the way. But for the second straight year, Jalen Hurts, it's like, go ahead, kid. And if it works out with you, guess what? We can supplement this team with first-round selections, which, by the way, they're going to do this year. With a team that made the playoffs, thanks to Jalen Hurts, on whom I'm still betting. What about Jameis? Well, what about Jameis? Is Jameis, whoever you're going to get, Pickett or Willis, Jameis can have the kid sit there and learn. You're not starting him. Jameis is there to start. Right. Kid is going to be there to learn and marinate. But in Philadelphia, I'll bet on Hurts. I'll take him. They make the playoffs. Also, he doesn't have to worry about them taking a QB this year. So he knows. That's right. So we'll see. It's his. Hour number two coming up.